Blog Talk Radio. Go With Angels is more than the title of Mary Brotherton's debut book. It's her wish for you and your loved ones. Join her on her podcast every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time as she talks about angels and messengers from the spirit world. Of course, she'll talk about her book and the inspiration behind it, too. Call 516-418-5651 after 11 on Friday mornings to share your stories about angelic encounters. Good morning, everybody. It's my favorite time of the day. It's 11 o'clock. Why is that my favorite time of the day? Because I'm just waking up most of the time. (laughs) But also because it's 11, and 11 is a very magical, angelic number. It's also one of my favorite times because I know it won't be long before it's 11.01, and here we are at 11.01. And also after 11.01 is... 1111, and those are the magic numbers for making wishes. And today I'm going to make someone's wish come true by reading one of my stories. I've been requested to read Salvation at a Watermelon Patch. This is from my book, Go With Angels, which is a collection of short stories about my own personal angelic encounters or stories that have been relayed to me by family and friends. Many of the stories are from my younger, my son's younger days, and um, they were just, they had a lot of near-depth encounters as they were growing up, and here's one of them. The summer before Matt's senior year in high school, he had another encounter with a life-saving angel. Matt had been working at a local pizza shop was attending weight training and football practice twice a day, and because he wanted to buy a newer car, he had just begun working in a watermelon field. He rose early in the morning to beat the summer heat, and for Matt, the family night owl, this was a major undertaking, but he was determined. Not long after sunrise on a Saturday morning, a very frightened young man called home and told me that he had wrecked his car. I wasn't too concerned since he said he wasn't badly injured. He just sounded upset. His father and I drove to the site, and I was not prepared for what I saw. I didn't know whether to rejoice in my son's miraculous salvation or to cry. His car was upside down in a ditch, facing the opposite direction he was initially traveling. My man-child was standing next to the wrecked car, physically shaking in shock. A state trooper was on the opposite side of the road, waiting for our arrival. After talking with Matt, he determined that my son had fallen asleep while driving. The trooper said, your son is very, a very fortunate young man to have survived. Not only to have survived, but to have survived with only a few scratches on his knees is nothing short of miraculous. I am certain angels were protecting him because I've seen less severe accidents that crippled and killed other drivers. He told us that in similar incidents, people generally hit their heads on the steering wheel or dashboard. I'm surprised he doesn't have a broken nose or a cut face. The top of the car was crushed 
and all of the windows were broken. It was hard to imagine Matt's large body crawling through the small space left when the car collapsed on itself. The scratches on his knees were from crawling over broken window glass. Matt said, I was really tired and figured if I could only get to the field, I would get active and shake off my sleepiness. I guess I fell asleep. I remember waking up to see trees very close to the car, and I asked God to forgive me for my sins because I didn't think I would survive. All of a sudden, I felt calm, and then I felt my seatbelt break loose, and the car rolled over. It felt like a huge hand pressed against me, holding me to the seat, and held me down, so I didn't bump my head. He told us he heard the trees ripping and snapping as the car scraped along at least a quarter of a mile of the wooded area behind the ditch. The car was crushed, yet Matt was virtually unhurt. He got his newer car, but he didn't intend to get one by destroying the old one. The trooper didn't explain how he happened at the scene so soon after the accident. He was just there when we arrived. And Matt didn't remember seeing him drive up. Oddly, he didn't give Matt a ticket or warn us to be sure he didn't drive while drowsy. He just drove away after the tow truck arrived. Perhaps the trooper felt sorry for Matt. Maybe he was actually working with the angels. Or maybe he was an angel. Now, I want to ask you guys something. Guys, gals, folks, I... Sorry, I'm old school. I don't always think of the correct vernacular to use when I'm speaking. But I'm just curious. Have you ever been or or maybe seen a car accident on the side of the road? Who's the last person to leave, typically, after the tow truck has gone, after the victims of the accident have driven away the state trooper highway patrol local sheriff police the authorities almost never leave before the last person has left the building they wait for Elvis to go and then they leave so that's why I think this may have been an angel And I want to share another story, but first I have a caller. Let's see who's on the line. Hello there. Oh, hi. Um, I'm sorry. I just called in, so I haven't heard the beginning of the program. Um, Oh, okay. Happy connected now. Um, Are you giving readings? I can answer questions. I'm not sure I can give readings. That's kind of not what I do. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm more claircognizant than clairvoyant. I just know stuff. Okay. okay. Um, I might, if you will let me ask a question, but you're looking for stories about angelic I encounters? I am. If you've got uh, one, I'd love to hear it. Well, honestly, I'd, I'd love to have a real um, close encounter, as they say, but I get a lot of feathers, and it, it's not just all the time feathers it's when I need them um I was trying to make a decision a really tough decision the past week and literally the first time I decided to go with it 
there was a turkey feather. And I know turkey feathers mean gift. Yeah. And then I made another decision and another turkey feather. And in fact, I'd been wanting to ask my sister to find me one because mine had faded totally in my car to almost white. So they came. And then my third and final decision, I got a baby turkey feather. Oh, my. And then... And then I got a white feather, and it actually the top was clipped off. It was like a V. That kind of concerned me a bit, but that was it. And um, Angelic Encounters, my son had one. Um, I think you would call this something along those lines. I was in New Mexico, and my sweet first rescue hound had passed. And my son was back on the East Coast driving through a long road that literally only went through woods. There was nothing but woods, and it was probably almost a 10-minute drive from one town to the other. Out of the blue came a white German shepherd, bounded mm. up to his car, jumped on his side, you know, put his paws up on that passenger door, and then ran away, literally the time my Sammy had passed. Wow. And I, before my son's really life-threatening, really tragic accident, he survived, um, for two weeks before that, I saw UFOs. Never before in my life, I saw them every night. I would go out, I would wake my son up as a witness and go out where I usually walk my dogs, and we'd look and we'd find them, and we'd tell them to move so we could understand, and they'd shoot across the sky every night for two weeks before my son had his accident, which I still don't really understand. Yeah, and I've never seen them since except for, I think, one when I was so lost in New Mexico in such a really um, hostile environment. I, I looked up to the sky sort of in desperation, and I think I saw a tiny one move. But that was it. Never again. I'd love to see more. That's it. Well, there there are probably reasons that you're not seeing them, and they have to do with how still your mind is or how oh, receptive God. you are. I mean, it sounds like you're receptive for sure, but, but there my are mind things is that still. There, yeah, there are things that get in our way. Yeah. Um, I would definitely recommend if you can meditate, take time to do that. I do something I call my nothing box, and it, it's uh, to me it's a story in itself. There's a, a video out there on YouTube called the Nothing Box, and it talks about how men and women are different, and it's because okay. men can compartmentalize things. And sometimes, if you're, you know, you see your son or your husband sitting around, just um, clicking, clicking on a remote control, but not really watching anything, he's in his nothing box. Women don't have nothing boxes. And the first time I saw this video was probably 15 years ago. And I told my husband then, I said, oh, I want a nothing box. And he just laughed. He said, you can't have one. They don't come in, in women's <laughs> sizes. And so several years passed. And one year for Christmas, he gave me a gift bag. And on the gift bag, there was a little sticker that said, if you don't like this, it's a joke. If you like it. And so 
I lifted the bag and it was as light as could be, you know, because inside there was a little small cardboard box that was empty. It was just a brown cardboard box. And on that was another sticker that said, your nothing box starter kit. And I I just broke out crying because I knew that he had listened to me and that meant so much. That's a nice husband. Yeah, he's a good, he's definitely a keeper. So I asked yeah. him to decorate the box. And he says, no, it's a nothing box. <laughs> but he, know, he knows me. So he said, so what did you want to do to the box? He thought it was going to be dazzling. I said, I just want to put one ribbon on it. Because that ribbon now makes that nothing box mine, and it's very special to me. It's a yeah. collector's item as far as I'm concerned. It's a conversation piece that sits on a special shelf in my office, and every time I see it, I think I should probably be doing nothing, or I should do more nothing today. And uh-huh. I've, learned, I've learned how to just tune things out, and even if it's for five seconds, those five yeah. seconds are, you can talk to two dozen angels in five seconds and, and get so many messages that you would not believe. Wow. Really? Well, have you ever had a dream, and it's very detailed, and it's yeah. just like, um, you know, you think you're watching a feature movie, and it feels like you're in this dream for hours and hours, and you find out that it happened, you know, five seconds after you went to sleep, and, you know, you woke right up afterwards, and maybe, you know, for me, sometimes this happens, and I'll have these elaborate dreams, and I'll be thinking, wow, that was amazing, I bet it's morning, and I look at my clock, and it was like five minutes after I went to bed. Uh-huh. So you can, you know, our minds and our spirits are capable of transcending time and distance, and we can, we can accomplish a lot just by being, existing. Yeah. We don't have to be doing so much. And, and it's hard. I know it's hard for women especially to shut down that part of our brain in fact, one night after dinner, I was just really distracted. And I told my husband, I said, I need to do nothing. He said, what do you mean? I said, I can't stop my brain. It, it won't shut down. I'm going to take a walk. And mm-hmm. I took a very short walk. And it was just enough to break that cycle because we get, we get stuck in the what ifs and should have, would have, could have. And... All these things and you know, all these wishes and dreams. I, I wish I could see more angels. I wish they'd talk to me louder. I wish they would talk to me more often. And they just laugh sometimes because they're they're always there. All I have to do is shut out the rest of the world and listen for them. Yeah. Yep. I know. So, I should be doing. Go ahead. Hmm. I should be doing it. I I struggle with pretty severe anxiety, and I'm told to do this all the time, and I should be. I know I should, and I know it's a good thing, like you say. Stop shooting on yourself. I know, I know. Don't worry about all the shoulds. The best thing to do is say, from this moment, I'm going to do more. Not I want to do more or I will do more, just I am. I'm doing more of of what I want. Uh, let me ask you, do you um, 
do mindful breathing? You know, just are you conscious of when you're breathing? Um, I'm not, but occasionally I will stop and do certain breaths that I've read about, knowing that it's it's also a really good thing. Yeah. I'll tell you what helped me get more mindful with my breathing. Because it's, you know, like I said, it's just really hard to shut everything down. I started watching YouTube videos about, uh-huh. you know, my, uh, mindfulness or meditation. And what I found was after a while, I stopped watching them and was just listening. And there are podcasts out there. Oh, I'm not, I haven't done one yet, but there are a lot of them out there that will do meditation with you. And you can, you know, I feel like this is something I need to do. (sighs) I have, I have so many things that I am doing, but yet I get these little nudges and I can tell the difference when it's just Mary's big imagination and when I am being pushed into it. Yeah. So I'm going to start another uh, podcast. I don't know when I'm going to do it, but I'll figure that out. They'll tell me, but it's going to be a mindful moment, a mindful moment with Mary, but it won't be a long show. It'll just be maybe 10 or 15 minutes and just a break for people to kind of uh, remember and and log in. I'll have to figure out how that's supposed to work. They always come back and tell me later. The angels have been so good to give me ideas. And then sometimes they'll give me the idea, and I'm like, well, I don't know how this works. Like when I wrote my my children's book, I had the idea to write the book, and I knew it wasn't mine. It came from divine inspiration because it was the farthest thing from my mind. And when I had the idea, I said, okay, well, I'll I'll do this. This is easy. A children's book can't be that hard, right? Wrong. So for two weeks, I tried to write and I couldn't. And then I sat down and I meditated and I said, okay, look, you gave me the idea to write this book, but I can't come up with the words. And then flash lightning, you know, just like a bolt of lightning. It was, I heard, paint the pictures and the words will come. I'm like, oh, but I'm not a painter. And then I heard, yeah, that's what Michelangelo said once. And I thought, my gosh, that's just not fair. Don't put me in, in the category of Michael Angelo. That's so unfair. But I spent about six weeks painting, and I painted these very childish pictures, which would have been fine. It was for a children's book, but they were very kind of like stick figures. It was strange. And uh-huh. I, my younger son called me on Christmas morning to wish me happy Christmas, and I was texting him pictures that I had painted. He goes, those are cute, Mom. But have you ever thought about using artificial intelligence to paint? Like, no, I haven't. And I wouldn't even know where to begin. He said, oh, it's easy. Right. I'll tell you. So he gave me some ideas and gave me some, you know, he pointed me in the right direction. Four months later, I had the finished book in my hand. Now, I know people wow. can write quickly, but I... It took me 40 years to write my first book. So four, four months later, I had this book in my hand. Now I'm illustrating for other authors. So this oh is my what goodness. happens. Yes. This is what happens when you listen and follow that little intuitive voice in your head when you think, ah, that's just me imagining stuff. You'll know the difference after a while. And when, when it is 
someone else outside of you speaking to you, you're going to get all these amazing things that just going to lead in one into the other. Serendipity. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need that now. I need, I need that kind of connection. Uh, I'm, I'm going to Google your book. Um, well, um, it's not on Amazon. I'm selling it directly. I have, okay. I have two books. One is the, like the, the one that I just read the story from the Salvation from the Watermelon Patch. That's the first book. That's called Go With Angels. And my second one's called My Angel Book. Um, you can oh, okay. find me on Facebook under okay. Angel Author or Go With Angels. And okay. um, you can see some examples of the books there. Great. I'll do that. Awesome. Um, yeah. Um, so you said you're Clara what? Claire Cognizant. I just know stuff. I just have... Okay. I have information, but it's not like I can, I, I don't have visions like a lot of psychics do. I don't have these, oh, there's a grandmotherly figure over here. She's got a tray of cookies in her hand. You know, I, I don't ever have that, but um, right. I just know stuff. I, and I do talk uh, mostly to angelic beings, but sometimes, I mean, my husband's mother came to me. She died before I ever met him. Um she came to me uh-huh. one time and spoke to me because my husband was so stressed out that she couldn't reach him. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's another message for me. Thank you for that. Um, so could I ask some quick questions? Sure. Absolutely. Have I made the right... Okay. Have, have, I'm stressed out about this, so I'm not getting answers from the guides. Have I made the right decision about purchasing this used car that I just did. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you know what, do you know what muscle testing is? Yeah. And I'm not so good at it. Okay. How do you, how do you do it? Um, thumb and pinky and pulling that apart. That's one way. I've got another way for you. Okay. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let this question stew in my, my mind until the answer comes up. Right, right now, my first answer is, was not to answer you. That's so weird. <laughs> Don't answer her yet. Um, I make a sort of a ritual out of doing this. I stand with my feet where I know that I'm on solid ground. I like to do it outdoors rather than indoors because I like to be oh, more yeah. closely grounded. Yeah, and then, then I, 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 I take a, yeah. I take a deep breath in, and as I'm doing uh-huh. that, I'm raising my hands up over my head, and then I exhale slowly and bring my arms down to my side, and that okay, that is my way of wordlessly saying, higher self, I want to engage with you, That's and me. then I, pardon. No, that's neat. I like that image. And then I I ask a question, and of course, you know, it has to be a yes or no. Um, if it's yes, I'm going to lean forward. If it's right. a question, if the answer is no, I'm going to lean backwards. If the answer is come back tomorrow or come back later 
or it could go either way, kind of like the magic eight ball. Um, I will sway from side to side. Oh, wow. Now, everybody does who does this does, you know, has a different response, but that's what it's always been for me. Now, my mother used to laugh, and she would also get worried because she would say, Mary, talk to your higher self and ask about so-and-so. And sometimes the answers were always so, you know, there's a difference between a yes, this is the right answer, and a hell yes, this is what you need to be doing. Yes. And I get that in my my response from the universe. If it's a hell yes, I am going to look like I'm going to fall forward on my face. Wow. And if it's a no, 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 don't do that, get away from this as fast as you can. I look like I'm going to fall flat on my back. I swing wow. way back hard. I've never fallen. I've stumbled a couple of times because the, the push is so strong. But um, right now in my head, I'm hearing the answer is yes. The answer is yes. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And, that's, and thank you for explaining it because, <clears throat> yes, I've done it, but not like you do it and not that raising that's a great thing and um i both these messages i appreciate i have such severe anxiety i i'm always uh, like like the box i um i always have to have some distraction to calm myself down and of course it should be meditating or having a nothing box would you stop um, shooting on yourself Seriously. Don't don't you you should you should not anything. You you know, you there is no should in this world. My mother used to say woulda shoulda coulda doesn't live here. Just look for it is. So and and as far as this anxiety, you can work that out of yourself. There are ways to do that. In fact, You've given me the inspiration. I'm going to do a, I, I do a manifest Monday show at 11 o'clock also. And okay. my next, my next show is going to be about manifesting away anxiety. Okay. I'll tune in. I, I do want to say I, I feel so grateful and fortunate that I'm, I was never religious. I've always searched for religion and always gotten angry at what I found and never committed anywhere. I'm being ministered now. And I'm really, really grateful for this because it is helping on all those levels. And this pastor insists that getting closer to God is literally going to change the chemicals in my brain. And I've already seen some of that work. So it's, that's exciting. And my, my youngest son the one that I read about in the watermelon patch. Um, by the time he was 19 or 20, he was a drug addict. And yeah. um, oh, he was, he was well, let me tell you, it, it was so wackadoodle the way his life has turned out. He was a drug addict. And because of this, he ended up homeless for a while. And he was going to college at the time, but skipping most of his classes. Um, But one of his college classmates or, you know, college mates 
realized that he was couch surfing. And he said, look, dude, you can come stay with me uh, as long as you want. And you don't have to pay rent because I know you don't have a job right now and I know where your money's going. He said, I've seen what you do. He said, but there's one condition. You stay with me. You have to go to my church. What an angel this man is. Oh, oh. Let me tell you, this young man turned my son's life around. I have goosebumps all my body. He cold turkey stopped drinking all of his drugs, stopped smoking cigarettes, stopped Mm -hmm. running around looking for the next moment he could bed. Yeah. And totally turned his life around. And he started um, the weirdest thing. I've got a story in my book called uh, My Brother's Keeper. um, Because what he started doing was he would pick up homeless men. He'd meet them at the bus stop because he didn't have a car. And he would meet them at the bus stop and they'd walk to his house. He would give them a shower, new clothes, all the money in the, there were, I think, six guys that shared a, 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 con, a little apartment. And um, he'd give them all their shared money. He'd feed them, empty the refrigerator. He became his brother's keeper. And wow. his roommates, after a while, said, you know, Dude, this is great. We love what you're doing, but you can't do it this way. You have to find a way. He said, the next person you bring home could be the last. So yeah. let's, let's channel this into a more productive. So he started working, you know, through his church then, and that helped help him do what he needed to do in a more structured format. So I, is- I don't, don't doubt for a minute that God can turn your life around. I know this is touching me so deeply because I had a few years break with my son and, you know, concern about drinking and so on. So I, I know I feel so much what it must have been like for you. Um, a mother's worry about something like, and you know, you know, you cannot, you want so much to save them and you know, you've got to step back and pray. Yeah. So that's, quite a story yeah um that's what my first book is it's it's got you know it's a short book it's only 88 pages and it's just filled with stories like that and there a lot of them are about him a lot of them are about my other son some are about when i picked up a hitchhiker myself don't judge me <laughs> you know but um there it's just these are and i it took me 40 years to come up with the guts to actually get this book out. And the wacky thing about, you know, remember I told you about the children's book, how it was inspired. That came two weeks after I had printed, you know, had the printed copies in my hand of the first book. And within a month of having my children's book in my hand was when I met this other author who wanted me to collaborate with her on illustrating her books. And now, now I'm doing that on top of everything else I'm doing. Um, and, and I just, you know, I, I know very strongly that I have to do this mindful moment with Mary. I'm not sure how that's going to work, but we'll figure that out. That sounds nice. Yeah. Sounds so, nice. 
I do have another caller, so I'm going okay. to I'm going to leave you on the line um, that we can listen in and uh, toward the end of the well, we don't have much much time, but let me see what this other person wants to add. Hi there. Okay. Hello there, caller from 201 area code. As you muted, I was listening and people were moving okay. around the house while I was trying to meditate. I do practice mindfulness. I'm sorry. My name is Jackie. Hi, Jackie. You spoke before last year or when you were setting up your um, store. Uh-huh. I have been surviving through mindfulness or coping, rather, using mindfulness and meditating. And sometimes, though, it seems like it doesn't, it, it gets me through, like I have to constantly keep doing it because of, um, I, I, I just pick up too many people's energy. I try grounding. Um, I use my, my, my grounding stones. Um, I practice my face. But I'm constantly being pulled in the main one direction. And unfortunately... One of one of the um, one of the things that really pulled me and it hits me at my core is the verbal abuse from my son. My youngest son verbally abused me on the regular, and I don't understand why, because I've done everything I could do to help him, and he he initially was not like this. So as a mother, you know, you don't want to, I guess, control their life because I can't control it. But Jackie, have you ever time, told him? Have you ever told him that it's unacceptable for him to speak to you that way? Absolutely, he knows it. I think he's doing it to impress what? What his do you girlfriend, do? His daughter's mother. Uh huh. He has nowhere to go because we don't have an extended family, and her family isn't there. And I'm really, I'm concerned about my granddaughter. But, you know, because if anything happens, she she would only have myself and my husband as a support system. Right. When your son speaks to you abusively, is it the words or is it the tone of voice that he's using? It's both. Because he okay. knows that he knows that we don't like it. He knows that he wasn't raised that way. He 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 knows that we're we're in a very vulnerable state. And I I don't know if he's doing it because quietly He's been he's been influenced by her, and we've been nothing but a help to her. But what what like do most you people do? would say? Well, most people what do you most do? people who who knows knows us or knows the situation, they're like they're so they're so lucky to still have you helping them. And I'm doing it for my granddaughter. Jackie, what do you do when he abuses you verbally? I, I I never walk away from him. I don't respond to him because 
he 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 likes you know it takes two to argue not arguing with that you. that's good that's very good i was going to suggest that um i'm not arguing with him i've, I've done that too many times yeah i mean like he did a 360 when he was about 16 and he has regrets this i know you know it's easier to see somebody else problem and understand i know what he's going through because i've been in his shoes when i was around his age i think this is a very karmic relationship or at least i know that I'm just i want trying you to, to i want you to do it. something for me jackie i mm-hmm. want you to make a list write it down actually make a list of all the wonderful things that you love about your son and focus only on those wonderful loving attributes that he has and thank god and the universe for putting him in your life and only focus on those good things because when you when you think about the painful things what happens is yeah. they keep coming back they keep coming right. back and, right. I, and I i don't want it to right i i left an abusive relationship now my first husband would never ever have hit me but when i went to mm-hmm. bed at night and prayed that he would so that I'd have a mark to show people so they could understand what I was dealing with. I knew then that was wrong. And God, in one of my meditations, said, this is not what I want for you. And there were, there were years, for, for more than two years after I'd pray, I would hear God say, Mary, if you want to live, leave. And this was more than 30 years ago. So I ignored it thinking, the man's never hurt me. Why would he, you know, why would he kill me? Well, once I left, I realized that the, the death was a spiritual. Yes, I, I know slowly, what you're saying. Slowly dying inside. So I had to get away. And when I got away, I, that's when my life started. You, it, it blows my mind. But the best way to change someone else is not to focus on what you want to change about them. Focus on okay. what you love about him. Because there are many things that I love about him. Of course. Many things. I, to be honest with you, I am his biggest cheerleader. Because I remember when I was placed, similar to his, situation. I remembered it. And no one understood. The only person who came close to understanding was my father. But my father, you know, was always working and you know, he he understood what I was dealing with. Um so I kinda understand what my son is dealing with. And it's it's strange because it seems like he's dealing with it at the same time. When I'm dealing with so much, I can't even explain it. Wait. I want to come up for air. Yeah. And what you just did is one of the best things that you can do to help you stay in that mindful moment. You did a big sigh. 
And this is something that I've learned over the years when I'm learning to meditate. Just take in that big breath of air. Suck it in and hold it for just a few seconds and then sigh it out with a moan if you have to. That will help change you dynamically from the inside out. And you can... Um, you can pray for him, but your your best bet is to just thank God he gave you this beautiful life to carry on and remember to rejoice in all the good things. And as many times as you can, without being pretentious with it, you know, say, hey, son, I just love the way you whatever it is. Or, you know, thank and, him. Say, I, was, I, 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 I understand what you're saying. Okay. But, but guess what I guess what I have to do? What? I have to do it for everyone that's in my circle. I've been trying to understand why do I attract this? It's like I, I, I look back over my life and where I'm at right now, it's a cycle of I always have to figure out it how is to a cycle myself and it's, it's, from it's, people it's, it's, I'm helping. It's, it's, how to how to protect my feelings? How not to be drained? It's a cycle, and I don't understand why am I going through this cycle where I have to figure out how not to, you know, receive this type of um. Well, uh, let me tell you. Respond. Th- there are a lot of reasons that you have people put in your life to teach you lessons. Um, I had gone through something similar, and it seemed like everybody in my life was out to get me. And so what I started doing at that point is because I didn't know what the answer was, and I, I don't always know the answers, but for me, the answer was you need to look at what you're doing. And sometimes, oh, I, I, I can't tell you how many years I worked for bosses who were micromanagers. And then ding, 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 it re- hit my head. Oh, guess what, Mary? You're a micromanager yourself. This is what we've been I trying am. to teach I you. am. I see that what part. Does, I am. Well, see, this is the universe's way of showing you what it feels like. They It puts then when people I don't, in our... Mary, can I say something? Just for sure. a second. You hit on it. You hit on it because, because I do micromanage, because I see the details, and I want to work at the details. Uh-huh. I do that, so sometimes I can be overwhelmed, right? Yeah. But while I'm working at the details, someone is coming right behind me messing it up. Oh, I know. And see, there's there's another lesson. You've got this issue with control, don't you? You want to control it all. Remember that old saying, if you want something done right, do it yourself? Well, Yeah, but if I don't do it, they want me to do it. That's why I just go ahead and do it. I know, I know, I know. All the way from now, I can't tell you. 
And if I, I can't don't do tell it, you how many times I've been disappointed thing. because people will say, Mary, you need to delegate more. And I delegate and it doesn't get done. But you know what I learned through all this? Oh, it hurt. It's a hard, hard lesson for people like us. But what I learned was, so what? If it doesn't get done, it doesn't get done. The world will not crumble because this particular thing isn't accomplished the way I want it when I want it. It has been so liberating for me to just say, it doesn't matter. This does not matter. In the scheme of things, none of this matters. What matters is, am I living my purpose here on life? Am I doing what I was born to do? And that's the hard one, is learning what we're born to do. Because I always said that when my kids were born, why didn't they come with, you know, user manuals? Why didn't they come with instruction books? Why didn't my marriage come with an instruction book? But it's, we don't, you know, that's not the... There's no fun in that. It's so much more fun to get in there and mess things up and do it from scratch and do it over until you figure it out. I work. I work with with um, children who are um, hurt. Um, <clears throat> I, you know, I try to help them as much as I possibly can. I want to give back. I just, I just don't like to carry around other people's hurts, so I ground every day. I meditate as much as I can every day. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know in many cases I have healed little parts of myself as well as I guess others, or at least I'm assuming I have, I've been told certain things from different people. Positive. You know, Jackie. On the outside. I used to feel like. Not my circle. Right. I don't get it from my circle. And what you need to do. Now, it's not my place to tell you what you need to do. That's like shooting on you. Um, But this is my recommendation. Instead of worrying about the circle you've got, get yourself a new circle. And that doesn't mean that you have to abandon your family or your friends. It just means that you surround yourself with the people that are vibrating on your level. Don't ever drop down into someone else's vibration. Always be the one vibrating so high that the people that can't vibrate with you or don't want to will just simply drop away. Have you ever seen um, a flower? You know, the, the flower comes up and it is beautiful and it, it, you know, it's just this glorious color. And then after a couple of days, it withers up and dries and it falls away, falls right off the, the stem. That's what our lives are like. We have the opportunity to be that beautiful flower and produce this amazing beauty in the world and this scent of of beautiful fragrance. And 
other people can be flowers and shine right there with us, or they can just wither up and drop away. And I've had to, uh, I've had to lose people as a result of trying to gain myself. And if you remember the Bible, um, I forget exactly where it was, but I think it was in the New Testament. But I, uh, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose the kingdom of God, I think is how it was phrased. But something along those lines. So. Yeah. You know, you don't want to lose Jackie. You don't want to lose who you are. So don't let don't let them bring you down into their little lower vibration. And the best way to always be vibrating high is smile and dance and sing whenever you can. I don't care if it's off key like me. But do mm-hmm. what it do what feels right for you. And and that's one of the reasons that I do this show. I just felt mm-hmm. so it was so important to share my knowledge and my love of the angels. And it also helps me sell my book. I'm uh, not going to lie about that. But that's secondary to getting people to be their authentic, genuine, true self and to know that you don't have to do anything except want the life that you want. And, you know, if you want your son to treat you kindly, just... I want all of them to. I want all of them to because I grew up up with a narcissistic sister. And, well, and I, my mother used to enable her. Mm-hmm. And when my mother transitioned, she 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 created uh she created a a break in my entire family. But now she she's not around me. But yeah, it, that it, happened it with my mother. Like it 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 affected me in such a way that I think that because I was hurt deeply from this after I lost my mother. My kids picked up on that hurt and they saw me as weak. Yes, so I'm yes. standing in my strength and I'm still doing what I need to do because I came out of the fetal position. But every time I find myself just getting ready to get to a place where I can stand up, someone else's problem was in my household is furled on me. Whether it's my son or my husband. My husband got ill last year this time. And I've been doing everything to help him because he was my he was my strongest support. But now even I'm seeing him do that because he's vulnerable right now. I see where he's still sending it to me. And I don't know if they're all just doing it in sync. But I know I'm right in the middle, still trying to stand up, brush myself off, and do what I need to do without losing the last bit of myself, and they won't stop. Well, I recommend... No, it makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. It, it's... When I was uh, growing up in South Carolina, I heard people say all the time, 
the devil looks for those who are trying to get close to God. And the devil will come between you. As soon as you start shining, the devil's going to come and try to cover up that light. So mm-hmm. what you've got to do in this case is stand on your own and be who you are and know that you deserve to be respected and cherished and loved and honored. And when anybody does anything for you that's just the least little bit nice, make a big deal of it. Because what's going to happen is they're going to say, oh, Jackie likes it when I help her bring in the groceries. Or Jackie likes it when I call her beautiful or when I speak to her softly. You make just make a big production of, oh, Johnny, that feels so good to hear you say that. Or Susie, thank you so much. You don't know what this means to me. I really needed your help today. Make a big production of it. Next thing you know, they're going to all want to get in on that Jackie love. Okay. I'm going to so try, try, try that for a couple of weeks and let try, me know what I happens. Try every, I try everything that I can. Um, I really do. And I want to thank you for taking my call. I don't know what's going on in my chart. I woke up this morning and I'm like, I woke up exhausted. And I got so much that I want to do, like to clear out, purge, put things in order because I have to move forward. And, you know, I just, I, I guess I needed a jump start this morning. I don't want any interference. Just, you know, you just need to be to yourself and just deal with you. Yeah. Regardless, that's where I'm at. So I, I do appreciate your words. I have to go back and listen to the beginning of the show because I didn't get on in the beginning. And if you could repeat the name of your book, I want to see if I could try to get my hands on it. Well, you have to buy it directly from me. I I don't sell it through Amazon. You can't, you can probably find it on Google. Um, If you will go to No, but you have your store, right? I don't have a store. No. I I, I sell it. I sell it directly. I had a store. Um, no, I, I have, I, Be Unique is a not-for-profit, but we don't have a physical store. Okay. I do, I do all the work out of my home. Were you the one selling the stone and the bracelets? No. Oh, okay, okay. Jackie, right. where, what state do you live in? I live in New Jersey. New Jersey. I thought that was the New Jersey area code. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can I can mail you a copy. Um, I have the the adult book is the one with the short, short stories is called Go with Angels. The one for children mm-hmm. is called My Angel Book. And okay. they each they each sell for fifteen dollars. But if you wanted to buy mm-hmm. both of them, I can sell them for twenty five. Okay. And okay. Um, if, if you can go back to the description on this show. There is okay. a link. There's a link where you can just go and spend, you know, um, through PayPal called PayPal.me. Go with angels. Okay. And my angels. Uh-huh. Well, just, just if you go to PayPal.me and then forward slash and type in go with angels, 
that will take you right okay. to where you need to go to pay for either of my books or both of them. Okay. Okay. And just make sure uh, that you put and I your am address. A bookie, I am a bookie person, so. Okay. <laughs> That's another thing, too. I'm the only person in the house who loves books, and I get complaints about, why do you buy so much books? Throw them out, this and that, and that's one of my things. Like, I want to just sit down and read a book for enjoyment. Oh, I, I know. Read every day, all day, and write all day, every day. I'm a school teacher. Okay. And I want to read for enjoyment. I want a garden for enjoyment. Yeah. I don't want anybody to tell me to stop and come do this when I get to that place, you know? Like, all right already. You know? I do know. I know, I know, I know. So um, if you go to the show description, it has the website on there for ordering okay. the books. Okay, I'll check it out because I have it yeah. on my computer. You, can, go find you it. can You can also go find me on Facebook under Go With Angels. Okay. Or Angel Author. Okay, and all of that is on your show description. Yeah. Okay, I will. You'll see me. All right. Awesome. Excellent. Well, it is time well, for me you, to say goodbye. Thank you so it's much. Time. It's past you so noon, but that's okay. Oh, you're so welcome. I want to hear back from you. I want to know how this new thing, this new way of, of approaching people is going to work. Smother them in love, but only if they deserve it, you know, when, when they do something really right. nice. That's the problem because sometimes they don't. I think they've been. I think that they've been taking my love for granted. They do. They do. That happens. That happens so often. But you know what? You can start complimenting them on. Hey, that is a pretty shirt you're wearing. Where'd you find that? I love that. And you're gonna find that is going to open up new channels for you. Because you know what happens when people take you for granted? You start taking them for granted, too. Because you feel like, why should I bother to show you any kind of love or affection if you're going to treat me this way? I get it. I've been there, done that. But um, I, I thought they would have learned and, and, and saw saw from like their aunts and uncles instead they turn around and they're doing the very same thing that they did to my mother so thank you people don't, people don't learn until it's important for them to learn and it usually see this is the reason all this has been happening to you it had to get you uncomfortable you had to be in the position that this hurts too much to stay this way. I got to do something to fix this. And that's why, you you know, if you were comfortable and, and happy, then you probably wouldn't have been even called in today. But you need to oh, be God. at a position of, of discomfort. You know, if you're sleeping in your bed and everything's great, you're going to stay there. But if... You know, you, you get a kink in your arm or, you know, you, a muscle in your leg needs to stretch. You're going to move. People don't even mm-hmm. know how many times a night they move in their sleep. 
Mm-hmm. But that, mm-hmm. that movement is because you need it to make you comfortable. And it, it works that way with our soul, too. When our soul is uncomfortable, we have to move to give it the room to breathe. All right, my dear, and I I'm going to I physically want to do that. Emotionally need to do it. Yeah. Definitely. But right. thank you very much. I appreciate You're it. You're so welcome. And I God do see you. my feathers, and I do collect them as well. Awesome. I stepped over one this week, though, and I and I, I kind of regret doing that. I saw a nice little neat feather right in front of me, and I remember thinking about it, but I didn't bend down. Well, you don't always hot. you don't you don't always have to bend down to pick up the feathers. If you just okay. say, "Oh, hello," I acknowledge mm-hmm. you for acknowledging me. Thank you. Then you know what that does. It, it opens up your heart to the angels. They, they know that you're there. You just say, hey, hey, dude, I see you. And then okay. you can move on. But then you leave that blessing for the person behind you that needs it more. Okay. Well, that's what happened then. As I did acknowledge it, I just didn't have the strength to bend down and pick it up. <laughs> that's kind of cool. You, you just, <sighs> Thank you, you for that. Because all week it's been bothering me. Like, I, I stepped past my blessing that day. Did I or did I not? So basically, I, think I left sometimes, it for the next person. Yeah, you left it there for somebody who needed it physically more than you did. Okay. As, as long as you acknowledge that, uh-oh, I see an angel flew by here. Thanks thanks for the notice. And, and yeah. if you weren't inclined to pick it up, that's because it wasn't for you. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, you, Thank you hang in there, my dear, and we will talk soon. I, I, can't, I can't wait yes. to see how this new uh, experiment is going to work out for you. Yes. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Thanks for listening to Go With Angels with Mary Brotherton. If you want to order a copy of Go With Angels, just reach out to mary at beunique.org for details. That's B-U-N-E. K-E.org. And be sure to tune in every Friday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time for more stories about angelic encounters. Follow Be Unique Radio on Blog Talk Radio so you don't miss a single episode.